Hi, and thanks for watching and listening to the ZeroDB podcast feed. We've got some new things coming your way, and it's going to be a show called Reactions and Reviews. But in the meanwhile, listen to some old shows I did with John Clark talking about Halloween. All of the Halloweens from the franchise. Enjoy. This is at the beginning where we start to see how much the director cut Loomis out of the movie. And he's a piece of shit for this. Because it was Donald Pleasant's last movie. But um, he said that he was boring. And he he wanted him out. Doesn't make any sense. He is the franchise. Yeah, totally. You have to give the respect. Michael Myers comes with Loomis. Yeah. They are one in the same. There's three main characters. There's Michael Myers. There's Laurie Strode. And there's Dr. Loomis, dude. Welcome, movie fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Headline Show here on the Zero DB Movie Podcast feed, where we bring you different shows in this festival of movies we choose to celebrate hate-free. My name is Gabe Aniel, and I'm your host for this sixth episode of the Headline Show, in which we will be discussing one of the more actually liked films in the latter Halloween film franchise after the original. And the Paul McCartney to my John Lennon, <laughs> or should I say my Anthony Kiedis to my Flea Nice. on this headline show, is my co-host John M.C. Clark. Nice. Hello, John. Hello, Gabe. How's it going, dude? It's going good. That was a good intro. I liked thanks, it. Thanks, thanks. I worked on it all Thank day. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a minute since we were last together. It's good to be back, yeah. Um, since we were last together, waxing hate-free movie talk. <laughs> Although the last one we got is Haiti as oh, thick as yeah. we're ever going to get, right? Uh, I was just uh, thinking about this. We might get a little worse in eight. Oh, that's Resurrection. I think it 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 deserves it, actually. Yeah. We'll see, because I haven't seen it in a long time, because why would I want to watch that movie again? So Right? That's right, folks. Um, okay, so episode six, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. No number there. Okay, yes, We'll obviously talk about that later, but no number. <laughs> so it's uh, the first one since Halloween 2 to have no number. Right. Right? Okay. That's true. That's true. Um, so we're going to be doing that, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, or Halloween 6, which we'll call it because... I'll always call it 6. At the end of this, mm-hmm. I think we're going to jump in and do a little bit of what came out much later in 2013, which is the producer's cut, right. which they called Halloween 6, the producer's cut. Right. And we have a... like. We have a lot to say about it, but yes. we're not we're not going to go at, at it in entirety right. because what was it like? Because it's not the movie, right? It's not the movie. It's but not it's, what actually was in theaters. Exactly. Um, so I think we should get, jump into this. I mean, like like I said before, we do everything hate free, right? So uh, I think that's a positive, and that way you can listen to this and like actually probably be inspired to watch hopefully these movies, hopefully. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I actually like Halloween Six, mm-hmm. um, way more than five. Yes, and almost as much as four. I have to think about it. I'd have to watch four again, and then watch six, and just yeah. never go near five again. Um, I mean, what about you, John? What are your? I mean, okay, you'll give me general thoughts, but right. I mean, like your experience, like the first. When's the first time you saw this? Um, 
or the first time I remember seeing it. It doesn't have to be the first time, you know? I think it was probably one of the ones I saw earlier on. Um, I remember being on the floor of my parents' bedroom, just kneeling in front of the TV with the VHS. I definitely got it from, like, video box office. Um, so it's the same thing that I did with Halloween 2. I remember Halloween 2 was at nighttime when I watched it, and Halloween 6 was during the day, the late afternoon. Um, and I watched it by myself with the lights off, even though it was late afternoon, so it was light. Um, and I remember liking it. Uh, I do remember being confused, but I figured that was just because I hadn't seen all of them yet. I think I remember that feeling like, oh, it'll make a little more sense um, when I see all of them. I saw, I've seen all of them. It still doesn't make as much sense, but there's a lot so of reasons So when you saw this, was it like you've been, you're seeing it out of order? Yes. I probably saw this one out of order. Okay. I probably saw two after one and then all the others were just jumbled. I probably saw four and then five, but maybe six was before four. So. And, I, and it was probably because of the cover. Because the cover right. looked so cool, and that's why you picked movies back in the day. That's true, because you're walking through the video rental store, yeah. and you're looking at covers. Yeah, that and it didn't cool say story. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, or 6 either. It just said The Curse. Right, okay. right. So you think it might be something completely different and new, you know? Yeah. Um, so how much time between that and when you, I guess, heard about or started reading about the producer's cut? Right. Years. It must have been years. Because that came out in 2013. Right. So I had seen it before that um, on the internet because there was like fan cuts. So people got um, really crappy versions of the producer cuts or just the scenes and they pieced them into the other movie. I love that Halloween has like fan fiction. This one does especially and that's what makes it one of my favorites because there's so much information about it. Right. What could have been, what actually happened, what was supposed to happen after, which we'll talk about. Um, it's a blessing that like we have the producer's cut. It's like, it is like two different movies though. Yeah. Um, there's stuff that I like about both of them and there's stuff that I don't like about both of them but we'll of get course, into that. Of course. Yeah. Um, so Oh, wait, first, have you ever seen it? Uh, which one? Halloween 6. Like, um, uh, before this. I mean, for some reason, I don't know why, uh, when I watched it with Claudia, I said something like, oh, this is the Paul Rudd one. Yep. And I don't know why I said that, because knowing me mm -hmm. and my terrible memory, I was probably thinking of, like, Johnny Depp in, like, what, Friday the 13th? No, Nightmare. No, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Right. Um, that kind of stuff. But yeah. when I watched the whole thing, I didn't remember any of it. Yeah. Same thing with Kristen. But I went, oh. Yeah. She's I like this. This is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, I mean, what? Oh, I guess we're going to talk on the, the how much you like. I mean, all right. Which one do you like better? Four or six? No. Six or producer's cut. Oh, oh, oh. I used to think that I liked the producer's cut more because it makes more sense. But the decisions that they made in the producer's cut, I think, are a little ridiculous, and I see why they changed them. But in changing them, they made the movie um, very confusing. But the, And they also changed a lot of stylistic things. Okay. 
That I really like about it. They made the movie um, scarier. The tone was scarier. Um, gorier. And I think it really suits it. The only thing I don't like is that the it's a little more confusing, especially the ending. Okay. Um, so do you feel like they kind of like brought the best of both worlds? Like original scariness with the modern gore. That's that's probably what they did. Like yeah, when they yeah. finally started to get it right. Yeah, and it's it brings it brings us the most menacing uh, Michael Myers that we've ever had. Right up up until now, up until nineteen ninety five when this movie came out. Um, so that's that's really cool. But there's definitely some things I like more about the producer's cut. But we'll get into that, I think. Yeah. Um, so of course we're talking about Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers, which is nineteen ninety five, mm-hmm. um, directed by Joe Chappelle. Um, I, I mean, I'm a little ignorant, so I don't know everything, but I'm looking at his stuff, uh, producer for The Wire, producer for Fringe, um, CSI Miami, a lot of TV, um, that kind of stuff, you know? So I don't really know his work, but I guess it doesn't matter. (laughs) I like the way that he made this movie look. Yeah. I like it much more than four, five eight even i'm not sure about um maybe even h2o i i just like it 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 feels it feels right for some reason even though it's not so much like the first one it is in ways you know it's um it always scared me as like as a kid Uh, the other ones didn't really scare me as much i mean the first one definitely did the second one a little bit but this one scared me more than than all of them you know, and it's funny you say that because I'm looking at the writer, which is Daniel Farrens. Yes. Um, My boy. Just right off the top, known for um, producer of The Haunting in Connecticut. Oh. Um, producer of Adam- Amityville Murders. Right. Uh, writer for this movie, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got like stuff like, uh, you know, coming up soon, like The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Oh, wow. Uh, the Amityville Murders as producer. That's apparently 2017. So it seems like he knows Scream, The Inside Sorry, it's a documentary though. Um, the Crystal Lake Massacre is revisited. He's he is a horror fanboy. Yes, exactly. He's and got a lot of Jason stuff that he did. Really? Like video shorts as a producer. That's really cool. Um, Jason's Destroyer, the making of Friday the thirteenth, part seven, the new blood. What? Uh, new York has a new problem, the making of Friday the thirteenth, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. So he has video b- documentary. A, a producer shorts. cuts? Yeah. I mean uh, credits? Yeah. Okay, that's that's um, really cool. The Fear is Real, we're investigating The Haunting, uh, Jason's Unlucky Day, 25 years after Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Well, they're all video shorts and the producer, you know? So he's my boy. Yeah. His name was Jason, 30 years of Friday the 13th. That's, that's a good one. I've seen that that's one. That's his, producer. Um, so it's a lot of that stuff. Uh, I mean, he looks like he directed a bunch of stuff too, which is all that stuff. But I mean, that's cool. Well, that's why he got this job, because he is a horror Fanboy, and especially a Halloween fanboy. And he was the only person that could produce a script that pasted all of this, the stuff that, like that they destroyed in 5. He made it make sense with the entire franchise. He put it back together. Yeah. And people may not like, like what he did, but it was the best that anybody could come up with because 5 changed everything. Yeah. And instead of ignoring 5... And just writing a whole different movie, they continued. Um, this will be the final movie in the Thorn trilogy. Four, mm. five, and six create mm-hmm. the Thorn trilogy. Gotcha. 
and and, and we'll get into Thorn more for sure. So the cast, we got our Donald Pleasance, Loomis. Um, that's it. I mean, we got Paul Rudd as Tommy Doyle, which is a flashback to one and two, right? right. Tommy Doyle was well, just one. Kid. I yeah. think Tommy, Tommy. Well, that's that's different. That's, that's I know. A, a, that's Friday the Thirteenth. I know, I know, I know. But Tommy. But I mean, looking at other names, maybe I can try to figure out who these people are. But they are new to me, right? Of course, except for the shape, which is George George P. Wilbur. Back. Not yeah. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. No. <laughs> Little B team for me. I do like how his mask looks. Much better in this movie, right? Yes, much better. Um, so with that, you know, we know the top tier. What's going on up right. there? Um, what do you say we jump into notes? Let's do it. So we left off Halloween 5. Michael Myers has gotten captured. Um and the man in black who's been in in the movie, you know, he comes in and out. We don't know like who he is. He shows up with a machine gun, shooting everybody down, and he, I guess, takes Michael with him. Okay, and that's how it ends. So that's 1989. <laughs> Six years later, this movie comes out. Well, the 90s happen. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, so, and the movie starts with um, a woman's voice saying, Michael, please don't hurt me. Now, I wasn't sure if she said Uncle Michael. Doesn't she say that in the coffin? Does she go, Uncle? Well, that's in the fifth one. Yeah. yeah. But this one, I, I couldn't, and I didn't, like, a, like a go and check. She might not say, Older Jamie? Uncle Michael. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so let's just say she says, Michael, please don't hurt me. And then we get these six shots and cuts with all this lightning and stuff and these sounds, and it's already a different vibe, totally different, and I'm in. I like it from the get-go. I'm like, sweet. So, um, it's definitely more haunting. You feel it right away. Like, I'm, I'm, it's already, like, kind of scared. Like, I'm like, okay. Um, I, don't, and then, the, I don't know presence. Exactly. It's like, what is this? But then Halloween pops up on the screen, and I wrote that. I didn't like that. Um, like, how, how it looked. But who cares? Whatever. Um, so, then... Not, the movie not very, like, not really paying attention to the opening sequence, right? Like, wasn't that always elaborate openings? For Halloween. All the Halloween movies, Yeah, with basically. all the pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one doesn't have that. It this just kind of just really starts. Have anything. Yeah. Even right. Five had the whole, like, was that the slashing? Yeah, that like, was sick. Sh- 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 that, was, that was a good way to start it. After those credits, they should have just ended the movie. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have been like, that was great. That was great. <laughs> I have to agree with you. Oh, I'm sorry, guys, for hating it. Okay. So then we cut to Jamie. Um, who I know is Jamie, but Older I guess Jamie's you might no not know the, that if you've yeah, never. It's if no you longer the Marty. actress from. Four so and it's five. not Daniel Harris, right? I forget her name, but um, everybody was obviously upset about that. Yes. So um, it's an upside down shot of her being carted by what looks to be doctors, um, and there's a hooded figure guiding them. J.C. Brandy, by the way, is is, is her name, and apparently, um, since this movie. She's become good friends with uh, Daniel Harris because uh, Daniel Harris tried to console her over all the hate that she was getting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For, for for being for being Jamie in this in this movie. So the hooded figures guiding them down. Uh, the camera is 
skewed. It looks all messed up because she's probably like on drugs or something, you know. Um, so, and they're in this weird place. Where are they? We don't know. It's cryptic and scary. Then she gives birth, right? <laughs> so she went from being a little girl to now just all this stuff's happening and she's giving birth. Um, and they give her baby to the man in black. So we see the man in black. Right. And we don't know who the baby daddy is. Not yet. Or we might not, in this movie, in this version, we might not find out. But in the producer's cut, it's, it's spelt out. Yes. Um, but, so I have written here, I must have seen this one before the fifth one. So that's probably because I had no idea what was going on. Oh, So I wasn't yeah. like, who's you this? I didn't know Jamie. I didn't know any of that stuff. Um, so then we get Paul Rudd's voiceover. <laughs> um, he's talking about someone hid them away. Someone who keeps, protects, and tries to control evil. You can't control evil. You can't kill it. It just rests a while. <laughs> My boy, Paul. <laughs> and they're doing a ritual with the baby, and they're putting the thorn symbol, which we've seen on Michael's wrist in the fifth one. They're putting the thorn symbol on his chest, his, his stomach, with blood. Okay. Way different movie. Like, this is getting into some druid stuff and, and crazy stuff. I'm in. I'm sold so far. Right. Let's get crazy. Let's okay. get kooky. Yeah. I mean, it's Halloween 6. I mean, come on. There's a dude walking around with a mask getting shot six times. <laughs> Every time, six times. <laughs> and it's, you know, 5 was such a ridiculous movie, and they tried to make it mystical with 5, so they really went all the way with this right. one. Um so then the nurse that we saw with uh, Jamie before seems to go rogue and um, is trying to help Jamie escape from the hospital or the the lair that they're in, you know, or whatever it is. Um, Save your baby. Go now. <laughs> the nurse. So Jamie gets away. So overacty. Of course. And she she goes up those spiral stairs. And this is one of my favorite scenes. This is one of the scariest scenes. This is what like scared me as a kid. I remember like this jump scare, or no, just like dread scare because you, you out. You see him coming, so of course she hears something, and she's like Jamie, uh, the nurse, right? And um, you see Michael's mask come into frame as you know, lights get undimmed, and it's like oh, I'm loving it. it. Steps and out of the shadows, exactly. And he just walks up to her, and she doesn't notice. And then she turns and see him, and sees him, and he just grabs her by the throat, and lifts her up, and then just tilts her over, and then just sh there's a spike on the wall because we're in some lair, right? And he just shoves her head on the spike, and she gets stuck there. And he pulls his hand away, and he does the head tilt, and it's like this movie's begun. This Michael, I already like this we're more. In. I already like this more than five. This movie's not perfect. It's not great. It's not as good as the the first one. But it's but better than it's five. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's equal to four in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. I might like it more than four just because of the vibe. But four might be a better movie. I might like six more. But it doesn't matter. Okay. So that's awesome. So then uh, the head spike and Michael is walking out of the basement area. Um, so he leaves and we see a man in a poncho and Jamie goes up to him and she's trying to, you know, help me, help me. And she's screaming at him and he's like, what, what? I hate that guy. 
He's the worst. But then Michael just pops up and twists his head off. Just, just does he rip it off? It, it, he twists it off, and you could see his like neck bone. Yes, like it just he goes, he twists it, and it, it pulls it off. So good, great. Um, so then Jamie takes this guy's who has his head just twisted off, takes his his car, and um, sh- she drives. Now this brings up the question: How does she know how to drive? And I have written here. Because she's Michael's niece. Right. And they don't need to be taught how to drive. They can just drive. Yes. <laughs> That's what you have to know. They can... Theater of the mind. Right. Theater of the mind. And just like Michael, she steals a, a pickup truck. Right. <laughs> he stole that one in four. Oh, was that like a tow truck? No, but at some point he had a pickup truck, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He did in the first one. In the first one, he kills the gas station guy. And yeah. Yep, yep, Oh, yep. no. The gas station guy had the pickup. He left in his, his car again. In the station wagon. Yeah. He took uh, the tow truck in four. He had the, uh, what's it called, in five? Uh, the hot rod. The, the Camaro. Yeah, yep, the yep, Camaro. Yep, yep, yep. He's, had, he's been driving a lot. He's a good driver, apparently. <laughs> um. So then it cuts, and it's the next day. And we see uh, this character Danny um, is having a, a nightmare, right? And uh, kill for him, the voice man says. And Danny does a drawing of the thorn. Is this correct? I'm just trying to make sure that. Of where you are in the movie? Yeah, I'm trying to make sure that this isn't... So, his his name is Danny, but we don't know he's Danny yet. But he has this nightmare. And um, the voice man, as he, he calls him, saying, Kill for him, kill for him. And in Danny's room is a drawing of the thorn. Okay? So, we right, see this okay. kid is, is, is connected somehow. Right. This, and, this um, movie's version of the chalkboard. And this... And his... Oh, my God. <laughs> And his, his mom's there. Her name is Kara. And she's trying to calm him down. And we hear this radio host. She's listening to the radio in her room. DJ Barry Sims. Hey, Barry Sims. <laughs> Apparently he was supposed to be... Um, like a Howard Stern type. And his initials were supposed to be HS. Uh, they were going to keep it. Instead, they, they changed his first name to B. B. So it's BS. BS. Because he is BS. Uh, I, 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 I don't like this character. He just bothers me. But it's cool because it brings in this like um, self-aware um, thing to this film. Like, yeah, kind of like, what is all this crap about Exactly, this Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting. Just not... I don't know. Who knows who else it could be, but I guess they had to make someone look completely different than Howard Stern. Right, yeah. So they had to go with the... This guy. Yeah. This guy of a guy. Um, so guy. he, this uh, radio host talking about the events of the, at the end of Five. Jamie's missing. Michael's missing. Like, uh, they're having a, a conversation about Michael Myers and Haddonfield, and people are calling in, right? Right. Um, it's kind of like a, a, a tale now, you know? Like yeah. A, Something everyone talks about on Halloween exactly. to tell stories and stuff. Right. right. Which is what we always wanted, right? We talked about it like, when is this going to affect the town? You know, right. like, what's, what's going to happen with like, this? Like, when is this town going to be on the map? And when are they going to ban Halloween? Halloween? So, I think they might do a little bit of that here. But, um, so he mentions, the, the guy mentions, the uh, radio host mentions Michael Myers in space as a joke. Um, that was Carpenter's original idea for Six. They're like, 
every time they make a Halloween movie, they come to him and say, hey, do you want to do it? you want to do it? And he's like, yeah, I'll do it if, if we put him in space. Because he thought it was so ridiculous that they were up to six. He was like, that's the only thing that, that you can do. It's, he, he it's a ridiculous. Sequels. Yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> Carpenter. He's the best. Um, so it's funny that Jason actually does go into space in 2002. Of course. It's seven years after this. Um, so where are we here? Okay. So this lady calls in and she's in love with Michael. So it's it's already this like world that, that we're creating here. It's very interesting. Um and they they're talking about the psyche of Michael Myers. Like this is a place that I never thought that this franchise would go up until now. It's a place that they always should have gone, but they didn't. So this is cool. I'm in. I dig it. And then we meet Paul Rudd. Would you like to talk about Paul Rudd? Paul because Rudd. I know that you like that Paul Rudd is in this movie. You're like, I'm already sold a bit because we got Rudd in it. I'm a Paul Rudd fan. Me too, man. Of course. I mean, um, the great thing about this is that um, this was his first movie. Wow. Um, this was filmed before. Introducing Paul Stephen Rudd. That's right. That's right. That's right. But um, yeah, this was done before. I mean, he recorded this. Um, he did this movie before he did what people think is his first movie. Which Clueless. I'm, Clueless. But he recorded this first or filmed this first. In the same Clu- year. Yeah. Clueless yeah. came out and right. then this came out. But it's he awesome. did this first. Yeah. I have here, we meet Creep Rudd because he's a total yeah, creep. Yeah, total, total voyeur. Up until you like, I mean, he's still a creep. Like even after you understand, he's definitely a creep. Um, and he calls up. And he calls the uh, radio show, and he says that he survived from the events of the first movie. He's seen he's seen Michael Myers, right? Right, because he's playing Tommy Doyle. He's Tommy Doyle, and um, he says Michael is alive. His work isn't finished, but I'll be ready. He says. So now we already see what may be happening in this movie. Who's going to be the uh, protagonist? You know. Um, so then they start talking about Loomis. Where's Doctor Loomis on the? Uh, the uh, radio, the radio show. show, and this is how they're introducing all these characters through this this show. It's, of course, it's very cool. Um, and they say, hey, "Where is he? Is he dead?" And then we cut to uh, Loomis, and Loomis is not dead, very much retired. <coughs> and I'm like, "Oh, I love you, Doctor Loomis." I mean, he had such a rough part in Five um, that. I was hoping that they would redeem him here. In Absolutely. The, in the producer's cut, totally redeemed. Right. This theatrical version, they really gave him the shaft. And it's a shame because he, he passed away after principal, uh, principal photography. So before they went back and reshot stuff to change it to the theatrical cut, um, he, he, he'd already passed. Yeah. So they had to refilm this, this ending of this movie without... Uh, a Donald Pleasance. So, um, not dead, just very much retired. And um, his friend uh, comes over, and his name is Dr. Wynn. And uh, they find out that uh, Jamie... Okay, I'm sorry. Jamie is seen... Okay, so they cut, and Jamie's seen going to the bus uh, depot. And... We find out that Wynn wants Dr. Loomis to come back to a Smith's 
Grove. Yes. Because he's retiring. So Loomis is retired, but this guy wants him to come and run Smith Grove because he's retiring. Doesn't make any sense, really. No. Okay. So then we see... Um, Mitch, ja- that was Mitch Ryan, right? Yes. And then we see Jamie is at this bus depot. It was a quick cut. And um, now she is calling in to the same radio show, Back Talk with Barry Sims, right? I have, I have Barry Sanders here. <laughs> Definitely Barry Sims. DJ Barry Sims. Two M's, by the way. Right. So uh, Jamie goes to hide in the bathroom, or she's in the bathroom. She's in the bathroom trying to take care of the kid. At the bus station. Yeah, because she's traveling with her child. Mm-hmm. Newborn. And all the lights go out because nobody's there, and we get this shadow of Michael Myers, and he comes down the stairs, and it's very, very, very creepy. And we see uh, George P. Wilbur's hand, and he's pushing open all the stalls. Yes. Pushing open all the stalls, and we see it's burnt. So they brought the burns back. Yes, the hand. Which is great. That's good. It's very good. Yeah. Which they might be doing a little of in the new movie. Yes. I see. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, so he pushes all the uh, uh, bathroom stalls open, and Jamie's gone. And then it cuts to her driving. So she must have snuck out of there, and she's trying to get out of there, right? She's, she's going. She's going fast. And there's a car just pops up behind her, you know, like the lights come into focus and then gets fast and then start ramming her and ramming her. And apparently it just rams her off the road, right? And she crashes. She gets out of the truck. And she goes into this barn. And then we get some creepy stuff. She crashes into the barn, right? She crashes into, like, the barn or, like, hay, bales of hay or something that stops her. Yeah. Um, So she runs into the barn. But why are you running into the barn? You can't get anywhere. So she's just, like, but she's just, like, standing in in the barn, not knowing what's going on. Okay, whatever. No one's giving Um, her directions. And we, you can tell that, that Michael's there. You could feel it. She can feel it. It's creepy. We get this lightning happens, and you see Michael's face flash for a second. It's great. Yes. Love it. I love it. Good Michael mask reveal. Right. Um, and she steps on a piece of hay, and it crackles, and she like knows that she's done. <laughs> is that the straw that broke her back? Ex- yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's literally Michael who breaks her back because he then pops up, grabs her, and tosses her on what is that? So apparently Michael kills Jamie by impaling her on a corn thresher. Thank you. That's exactly yep. why. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so this is one of the most brutal scenes. This was an added scene uh, for the theatrical cut uh, later on. Much prefer this to the producer's cut. Um, he throws her on, and she does this thing, and she's like dying. She's bleeding. It's it's horrible. And, and, and she says... You can't have the baby, Michael. You can't have the baby. And he puts out his hands, and he has them like open as if he's gonna touch her face, like he's like has like emotion, you know. And then he just turns his hands over and puts them on on her shoulders and shoves her down more on the uh, corn thresher, right? Is what it yes, is. yes. And then he turns it on. Turns it on, dude. Great, great. For a Halloween movie, he just threshed her. It doesn't need to be that. <laughs> It doesn't need to be that gory. It's a Halloween movie. But for some reason, I like this one. Yeah. Like it. It's perfect for this one. The vibe, everything. It's, it's well, fine with it's me. It's also the great reaction. I'm like, you're just like, oh, 
oh, and then he turns it on, and you're like, what? So she's gone, obviously. How do you feel about ending her her character this way? Um, kind of like the way it felt in five with Jamie. I mean, with uh, Rachel. When exactly. Rachel, they just kill Rachel ridiculously. Yeah. I mean, at least this one died with more of a horror movie look to it. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Which is cool. Yeah, but then now you're just like, oh, so she's gone. So now what are we doing now? Where's the baby? Where is the baby? So Michael goes... Because the baby's to the truck and it's not in the truck. Exactly. He opens up the truck to try to find the baby. Dun, it's dun, just, dun. It's just like a, a, a towel. It's, a, it's not a baby. Right. So um, where's the baby? We don't know. I have here a terrible end to a great character. Yeah. It would have been worse if it was a Daniel Harris actually playing this 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 character. And uh, so they, she, they couldn't come to, to terms with... Um, Daniel Harris. They said she had to be 18. Right. A legal adult. So she got herself emancipated, right? She emancipated right? herself, yeah. From paid, her parents. Paid a lot just, of money. Just to be in this. Right. And she just wanted to be reimbursed for the money that she had to spend. Right. To do this, to be in the movie. Um, and they wouldn't give her what she wanted. Right. She wanted five, five grand. Five thousand dollars. Five grand. Right? Yeah. They wouldn't give it to her. After those two movies, the money that they made because of her, and she did a great job, and not only are they going to kill the character off, they did that. She still has a, 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 a soft spot for that, that topic. Um, but I think it would have been worse if a Daniel, or maybe it would have been more brutal if it was Daniel Harris just getting destroyed like that, you know? But okay, so let's move on. So then we cut to the next day, and we meet... Uh, the new family that's going to be in this movie starts with a dad cutting down a, a Michael Myers sign. So like, and Kids apparently, yeah, vandalized. I guess the front yeah. lawn by posting a Michael Myers cut, cut out, out onto yeah. the realty sign or whatever. And the... He's cutting it down with an axe, and he's all pissed off. He's yelling at the kids, <clears throat> um, and we go inside and we meet the Strodes, which is Laurie Strodes family even though she's not blood relatives of them because she was adopted but it's still cool how they kept it in the family mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sold i like that a lot um so how do you feel about the uh in the strode house right i don't know if we know that yet actually the myers house the myers house um it looks a, not, a lot nicer but it looks yeah. more like the myers house Almost in the original, original than as opposed to four and five yeah well just five because they don't have it in four right um so the Tim Strode stomach pounder, he's he, he makes that like shake, that like a oh, protein yeah, shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um that's uh, Tim Strode is the teenage son. Um and the dad is an angry guy and the mother's very submissive, right? Right. Um Deborah. Deborah. Uh Deborah and John. John other right. names, and that is because of John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Oh, right, right, Very right, cool. Kara, right. um, who we met before, she's in college, and we found out, find out that she's been gone for five years. Right. And she came back with a kid. Six-year-old son, Danny. Right, right. Um, and the dad is yelling at her and calls her son a bastard. And she says back, I see only one bastard here. And he hits her right across the face. So this guy's uh, like a piece Definitely of Definitely like high blood pressure dad. Abusive. Um, and then it, we see Danny is holding a knife 
to the dad's belly, his gut. Yeah. And yeah. that's a great scene. Like a steak knife. Not a steak knife, but yeah. A, steak a knife. serrated knife. A serrated knife. Um, so she grabs Danny and she's like, okay. She takes it, the knife away from him. She's like, let's, let's get out of here. Let's go, let's go to school. So they go to school. We meet Tim's girlfriend. Her and Tim are organizing the fair. So that's what that thing is. I never knew what that was. It's a, it's a fair. Okay. And it sounds like she is the, the woman who called Barry before. And says that she's in love with with a Michael Myers. Her voice is the same. Yes, that's that's her. Um, and then um, we cut to a scene of Loomis and Wynn, and they find out that uh, Jamie's body has been found. So Loom and Wynn, uh, they they're like, all right, we're f- out of here. But I'm not sure if that's before or after they are looking for. Okay, it must be before they leave after they ask for Michael Myers' records. Because yeah. Jamie's been found dead. So they look for the records. And we cut again. There's a lot of cuts. And that's what the theatrical cut <laughs> um, is different than the producer's cut. It's all, every, it go, it's all over the place. And that's right. one of the negatives. It was even hard for me to take notes. Because it's just, I had to skip scene, scene, skip, scene, skip. It's very all over the place, at least in the beginning. Um, so Tommy has the radio show recorded, and he's listening back to it, and he's listening. Doctor Loomis, are you there? And she's calling for Loomis. Okay, so Tommy knows where she was probably, so he goes to the bus station to try to see what's up. Yes. Investigate, and he's being really weird, of course, because he's Tommy. <laughs> um, and he follows the blood trail that's still there, didn't get cleaned up to the bathroom and finds the baby in the bathroom. Right. Okay. And names him. Steven. Steven. That's weird why I do that. I think I'll name you Steven. Steven. Okay. Back to Loomis and Wynn. They go to the crime scene where Michael has burnt the thorn symbol into this this wall of hay. Right. Okay. Um, and Loomis says, that's his mark. He's come home. That's his mark. He's come home. He's come home. Okay, cut to them again. Back at school, we see uh, Danny's been drawing messed up uh, pictures with the thorn on it. So people dying, getting knived with the thorn. So he's obviously being groomed to become right messed up or maybe even Michael Myers. He's having Michael Myers tendencies, something like that, right? So cut again. Tommy goes to the hospital and screams, I need a doctor. Because <laughs> he has it, the, the baby. baby in his in his hand, and Loomis is just at the hospital. The hospital. Now, that makes no sense. Um, they couldn't go back and refilm anything with Donald Pleasant, so this makes sense for the producer's cut. I'll I'll get into it later. But he's just at the same hospital. Right. Maybe. One maybe hospital. that's Smith's Grove. No, it doesn't make any sense because they they're in Haddonfield now. Okay. See that's there's some things like that that it's like oh, why but it's 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 what happened, okay. So Tommy goes to the hospital. He's screaming. He sees Loomis. Loomis and him talk about Jamie and the baby, and the Strodes in the Myers house because Tommy knows. Mm-hmm. And Tommy's theory about Michael Myers. Um, he leaves. He's like walking away with like right. with the baby. All he does the yeah. <laughs> Exactly. He's like, 
the weird talk. creepy exactly. look back with the baby in his arms. Um, he leaves, but not before telling Loomis to meet him. Meet me at the campus rally. <laughs> he has this like slight British accent that's like it's ridiculous. Okay, so then we cut again to Is Deborah. it like a New England accent of some kind? Or? It's Paul Rudd doing his first movie, Nervous, trying to be creepy and serious. Right. Um, so so uh, Deborah's cleaning up the house, the, the Myers slash Strode house. She's doing some laundry, and she's putting away the axe away that John was using before to chop down right, that sign. Right, on the sign. porch. And Loomis just pops up on her like he does. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and... He says, I'm here to help your family. Um, so Loomis says, this force, this thing inside him, it grew inside him. It contaminated his soul. His house is sacred. His memories are in this house. His rage. Don't suffer this, the fate Laurie and her daughter suffered. So that's... That's pretty awesome. That's like the best scene that you get of Loomis this entire movie, probably. He's basically telling them that that's Michael's house. Yeah. So now she knows. Cut to, uh, so uh, Danny has a pumpkin and he drops it. Throwback to the first movie. Yeah. Sorry, kid. But he runs into Tommy instead of Michael Myers. Right. So it's it's cool. They do that a lot in this movie. I appreciate it. Um, so that's then when we, he says, sorry, kid. That was my Paul Ryan impersonation. <laughs> I don't remember what he said. That's why I'm looking at you like, oh, he went, sorry, sorry kid. kid. Where are they, though? Like on the street. <clears throat> why on are the they street. together? Well, they're not together. They're not they together. run, they into, run each other, into each but... other. So he's carrying the friggin' pumpkin. I don't know what. I mean, Paul Rudd yeah, lives across what? the street, so oh, he's probably just going they're home. They're probably close to home. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Because they walked to Because it to said school. on the script, Paul Rudd <laughs> and the boy now run into each other. <laughs> <laughs> Plot hole closed. Okay. So Deborah calls John, says that she knows about, you know, the Myers house that they're living in there. How could you do that? Um, so it turns out that we find out that John got the house for cheap from his brother. Because nobody can sell it. So Lori's dad was that brother because he was a real estate agent. Right. And he was trying to sell that house. Strode Realty. Yep. So... Lori, that's Lori's uncle. Step, right. Uh, yes. Foster uncle, step uncle. I guess, yeah. Foster right? Adopted uncle. uncle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like whatever, but still, it's, right. it's that family. close. It's that close. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as Deborah's trying to leave because she's getting out of the house, she's like, I'm, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I'm taking the kids and we're gone. She's like creeped out. She and calls she him sees, at work, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. like drinking. <laughs> and she's like, He's like, you're crazy, whatever. <laughs> so she she hangs up. He continues to drink. Keeping to the carpenter tradition of like the man taking the drinks during Ex- the day. Exactly. Except it's it's he's, doctors he's and in, he's in like and realtors. Exactly. Yeah. So Deborah's trying to leave, and she sees that the axe is gone that she 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 had before. Right. Obviously, they make her look to show that the axe is gone. Like she might as well just say. Oh, oh, look. The axe is the gone. The axe is gone. Exactly. <laughs> so um, the phone rings and the voice says, we want the child. So it, there's a creepy voice. There's, the voice. There's more of the voice man yeah. and there's a lot more of the voice man in the producer's cut. It's the voice. So He hears the voice. Exactly. That's coming later. That's going to be good. Okay. So she's she like uh, turns around 
and she sees Michael, and she's like, what the hell? And she just gets out of the house, and she's running. She's frantic. She's all over the place. Um, and she falls outside, and she's trying to find her glasses, I think, right? Yeah. And she's... These laundry sheets... Yes, are classic. There, like like the first one. Right. Classic throwback. Um, and she's pulling them. She's trying to get she's trying to get away from Michael. She doesn't see him. Camera spinning, kind of cool exactly. point of view. She pulls down the uh, piece of laundry, and Michael's just standing there with the axe. And it's like, whoa. And it's like uh, the camera shots from down low. You, you, see, you look up at him. He looks menacing. And he just slices her. And then we get a shot of the other a piece of laundry and just blood, blood squirts splatter on, on the great. sheet. Great. Um, I have blood splat. <laughs> nice. Okay. Cut again. Kara comes home. Nobody's home because her mother's dead. Um, and John's at work. She goes through the whole house and finds Tommy and D- and Danny upstairs with the baby. Very creepy. <laughs> um. We find out uh, Danny's been sleeping in Michael's room because Tommy tells him. Right. That's awesome. So now we see maybe why this stuff is happening to this kid. That's that's great. Sure. It's 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 not too much. It's no. not un like unbelievable. I'm cool with that. Yeah. yeah. So Tommy takes her out of that house just because let's get out of that house, um, and takes her across the street, I guess, to his house. Right. So now we have which this... is a halfway house, right? Yes. Um, so now with a caretaker lady, yeah, and we're gonna have this back and forth from the house to the right. other house, just like the first, first movie. One. This this is good. This is cool. Like I didn't notice all these things until the fir- this time I watched it, and it's it's great. Um, he tells her to look out f- uh, for Michael Myers. Danny sees Michael outside, just like Tommy did in the first movie. Um, so Tommy shows her the Thorn theory. Right, he brings up his computer and he talks about it. Um, Meanwhile, he's got stuff plastered all over the wall too, right? He's got yeah, stuff he has plastered a, all over the wall. Uh, newspaper clippings, yeah. like everything about it. Um, so, the runes, which is what the symbol is, right? Right. Um, There's a whole uh, alphabet. alphabet. Yeah, it's an early alphabet of uh, symbols used in a ritual. One child from each tribe was chosen in the ritual of Samhain. That's why they want the baby. Okay? So... Because it's the last of the bloodline, right? Right. So the producer's cut talks a whole, There's a lot more to this scene. I'll go into it later. Totally. Um, but that's one of the things that I like about the producer's cut more. They, they go into this, this theory. Um, so one child from each tribe was chosen in the ritual of Samhain. That's why they want the baby. So then we cut to Loomis finding out Jamie was pregnant and realized that Tommy has Jamie's baby. So he finds out from the doctor who does the autopsy that she had just given birth. Right. And he realizes that the baby that Tommy had is that baby. So Loomis is probably on a mission now to, to go find them, right? So By the way, no, no egg on the face. He's got a beard. Oh, oh well, that... Um, they explain that in the producer's cut. I have it written later. We will talk about that. Okay. Because it because so Michael has his scars back. Right. And Loomis has no scars. Right. And there's a reason why, and it makes a lot of sense. Cool. Um, well, I mean, in this one, he 
his his doctor friend. I was like, oh, you've grown a beard, you know? And he's like, yes, I feel it looks better. And right. Kind of saying it covers the scars, you know? Yeah. He says in the producer's cut that he had plastic surgery. Did he? Did he Skin not grass. say it in this one? Though? He might have. That's a a big problem I've I've been having. Right. Is I'm confused which is which. Because sometimes and for the next one they only happen. took out like a couple seconds of what they used originally right. to like exactly change the sentence or something. And it is it, two different movies, but there's you know a whole half hour of the movie is the same or maybe more. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, totally. It's just really just two different endings. Okay. So then uh, Mrs. Blankenship, who is the halfway house lady, right? Right. Um, who is the name is a throwback to Halloween three. Um, okay. I don't know who it might have been the person that somebody was on the phone with trying to order masks. Her name is Miss Blankenship. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. But she's also the babysitter. Right. She. Uh, she was the uh, babysitter uh, in one. Yeah. So there was no babysitter in in one. Oh right. But. She says that she babysat. So she used to yeah. babysit little Mikey Myers. She tells Danny the story of of Halloween. Um, you know, the traditional story. It's so cool. I have written here. So cool. This movie and three did that. They went into what Halloween was actually about. Right. Great. The movie's called Halloween. Right. Use that with uh, we say Sam Hain, but it's Sain. Right. Right. Sain. Sain. So um. They always say a Samhain, and if it's not yeah. pronounced that way, they should have gotten that right. Exactly. Um, he hears the voice, you know. Just like the other boy, I was babysitting little Mikey Myers. The voice told him to kill his family. So we're, like, figuring out more of what's going on. This is very interesting. Right. Um, Are they talking about, like, when the constellation appears? When the constellation appears. That's he, when they were saying, like, when he the, appears. Right. When the Thorn constellation appears, Michael appears. Right. And then in the producer's cut, they go into more when the the the, the constellation pops up. Um, so we cut again and we go to the fair and we see Barry. Barry just pops up on, you know, he pops up on stage. He has, it's cold out, but he has a trench coat on with no clothes underneath except his, his boxers. I hate Barry Simp. Right. He does this, like, people don't know who he is. When he comes on, it looks like he's going to be a flasher. Yep. And he's just like, yeah. I'm Barry. And everybody's here's the like, jerk-off. Here's Howard Stern. Right, 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 right. They love Barry Sims. <clears throat> right. So um, then we cut to John has come home drunk, and he's just complaining to himself. Thanks for dinner, Deborah. So Deborah <laughs> left. He thinks that she fucking left him. And he's like, what? He's like, she did it. She, she actually did it. She yeah. left. She she grew a backbone and left, which some, she was trying to do. Some bitch. Yeah, he's an asshole. So um, and then the power goes out again. Love it, love it. Um, he hears the washing machine, so he goes downstairs. He stops it because it's going. Right. So so keep that keep that vibe going, right? What? Okay. Now, as a movie watcher, mm-hmm. a horror movie watcher, like when he comes home. And like, the lights go out, and you hear the noise in the basement. Yeah, you're like, oh damn! Yeah, like you're setting this up for a classic kill. Yeah, and this is a good which kill, which is great because yeah. now you perk your ears up and your eyes. You're like, you sit a little bit, you sit up in your couch, 
You move yeah. forward a little bit, and, and you're like, okay, here it comes. And this one does its job at trying to scare you and succeeding. It it it's good at that. Five was not good at that. No. Four wasn't even really good at that. It was no. just it was just a good watch, and the story was good, and where they went with it was good. Right, because the scary. horror setup like this is not a classic Carpenter thing. Right. It's a horror movie thing. It's like it's grown. It's since greatest then. hits yeah. type thing. Exactly. You know? So you're like, all right. It's like you know when you hear certain jokes told by different people, you're like, yeah, hey, I, I I I dig this joke. I'll yeah. hear it again. You know. Yeah. So he's in the basement. He's in the basement at the washing machine. Right. It's flooded. Right. It might Is be the flooded. Floor flooded. It might be flooded. I feel like there's water everywhere. Right. That's ringing a bell. Right. But Definitely the power's out. So now I'm like, how is this machine running with right. no power? I didn't even think about that, but you're right. So he stops it because it's it's like seems it's like something's wrong. With it. It's yeah. shaking. It's moving. It's hopping, like skipping up and down. So he 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 turns it off and opens it to see what's in it, and I, you expect like you know like a body in there because it's doom, doom, but it's just bloody sheets. It's those bloody sheets. He starts taking the sheets out, and yeah. they're like red, red, Dude, red, soaked. Red, red wine. So he takes out the sheets and he's um, kind of like, "What the hell?" And just as he he sees the blood, um, a, a Michael just slams him in the stomach with an axe. Oh, with the axe again, just the tr- axe. Yep. And he lifts him up and turns him around as he does, and he shoves him on the electrical box. Right. My goodness. And he he electrocutes the shit out of him. He electrocutes him so much that his head explodes. <laughs> a little too much for me. Right, right. I like right. the foam coming out of the mouth. I like his face getting burnt from the inside. You then know? it gets a little cartoonish. Yes. Um, but I like it much, much more than the producer's cut kill. Well, the producer's cut, they just took all that out. He gets he gets stabbed with a knife. The it knife wasn't the axe? No. I thought it was the same except when they electrocute him, they just cut it. No, they um, stab- get stabbed wow. w- with a knife, and the knife goes through him into the the electrical box, and he gets like electrocuted like oh, that. Oh, look at that. But he only gets lightly like electrocuted. It doesn't, his head right. doesn't explode. Huh. Huh. Um, it's not as gory. But every kill in the producer's cut, the way it's filmed, feels wrong. I don't know what it is. Every kill in the theatrical cut, home run. You it it works. Right. It did not work. I'm gonna call them popcorn kills. Every it, there's a there's a cheesiness to every one. Exactly the popcorn kills. But in the producer's cut, every kill is cheesy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's let. It, I don't. I don't know what it is. They try to do like a little bit more artistic or artsy of some kind. I don't know what they were doing. Like a less is more thing that Maybe, didn't right? work because that's what Halloween is. Right. Or was supposed to be. So. Theater of the mind. Exactly. So, cut back. So, John's dead. Obviously, his head exploded. Uh, we go back to the radio show. That's happening. The radio show's happening now at the fair. Right. On stage. Right. And they're talking about how Halloween is banned. It's finally happened. Yes. They've banned Halloween, even though everybody's dressed up and it's still happening. Yeah. But... But I kind of got the sense that she's doing it as like a protest. Like, hey, let's all dress up for Halloween as a protest. To bring right. back Halloween because she wants Halloween, right? She thinks it's bullcrap. Yeah, right, right, right. But that's, yet that's I saw people stance. trick or treating right. not at only the festival like right. normally. So they're talking about it being banned, but it's not 
doesn't seem to be actively being like gotcha it's not a law yet yeah it's just like people don't really do it anymore maybe you know like they can't be like well you they're can't just too scared maybe. to go out right that's maybe that's what it is it's not as much but they still have touched on it which is cool um so then while they're talking about it she tells barry sims that tim lives in the myers house which tim does not know no now tim finds out on stage live on the radio yes He's, so he has to act cool about it. and Tim is a real airhead, isn't he? Oh, yeah. The Tim Strode stomach pounder, dude. That's how he's introduced. <laughs> he's he's a tool. Um, so Sims finds out, and he's like, where do you live? He's like, I live like right down the street. He's like, okay. Well, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to be at the Myers house. And Tim's like, okay. Okay. Um now he's starting like to he's starting to like doubt her. He's like, "Uh, what are you doing?" Yeah, and she she's like, "How did you not know that?" <laughs> <laughs> I was so doing, I was doing pounders, man. Exactly. So Sims, he's on his phone going back to the uh, other van, and he's talking. You can tell he's a real asshole talking to his agent. Right. Um, and he gets into the van. He's talking shit, and he fucking hangs up. And of course, Michael's in the van. And he gives him a nice cut. He cuts him from behind, which is a throwback to the first one. Through the one. seat? Yeah. Yes. It, it, it looks like he, he might have either gone in his side gone or like through the seat or something. Mm-hmm. But it's almost the same kill as Annie from the first one. He's, he comes from behind. He gets yep, him. Yep. Same type of shot. Love it. Um, so then it cuts again. We go to Beth and Tim go back to the uh, Myers house waiting for Barry Sims. Nobody's home. And Barry's, uh, Barry's not coming, obviously, because he's dead. Um, and you know what ensues. There's two teenagers alone in a house. Something's going to happen. Um, so, and then, oh, we see Tommy. He's at uh, the fair, or he's he's in public. I don't know if he, he's at the fair. He's around people with, I, I assumed it was the fair, but it might not be. Um, and he hears a girl saying, it's it's raining red. Mommy. Mommy, it's raining red. This is a good setup. It's great. So Tommy walks over and this girl is dancing in blood. She's just it's like just blood dripping from above her. Right. Um mommy, it's raining red. It's and she turns to Tommy and she goes, "It's warm." It's creepy, <laughs> dude. So Tommy sees some uh droplets of blood on his hand. He's like, "What the hell?" And he looks up and it's Barry Sims displayed Classic Michael style. In like in, a giant like oak tree type thing. With Christmas lights. Where like Halloween lights. Yes, yes. Strung up. Strung up. How nobody saw that Michael Ripped do that apart. or anything happen. No. Makes no sense to Maybe me, he but. just like threw it up. He's like. Just and, a, so fast that he just got. He, <laughs> and got like thorned into the tree. And then just now he's just dripping. Or he just used his, his uh, force power and just like. Right. Got him Maybe he did there. like a hook shot. <laughs> of him into the tree. He just grabbed him by the ankle and. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a Frankensteiner. Um, okay, so then we cut back to Tim and the act between Tim and Beth, done. Um, <laughs> so Tim's taking a shower after, naturally. Gotta stay fresh, he says. Right. Another popcorn type thing is showers. Come on. Yeah, dude. It's, it's gonna happen, right? Yeah. Um, so he asked Beth for a towel, and he takes it from who he thinks is Beth, but it's Michael. Because you can see his hand and the thorn tattoo. Awesome. 
Um, so Tim gets out of the shower and he's like, you know, doing his hair or whatever he's doing. And it's really, really like, like steamy and foggy. He's wiping it away. And Michael just pops behind him, gets him by the hair and just, it looks like he stabs into his throat. Yes. And then drags it across the the whole throat. Great kill. Yeah. And we wanted him to die. Now, when he hands him the towel. Right. Does that mean he has a sense of humor? (laughs) Well, he he kind of. You know? He kind of did that in like two, like when he yeah. with yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the hot tub. Yeah, he just like kind of like walks up and then like he like touches her shoulder. Yeah, yeah. He's he and in the first one he does a lot of stalking stuff and like creepy things like that. I mean, it could be total like psycho stuff where like he's like, oh my god, girl, I like <gasps> that's a sin, kill. Right. Well. That's what this movie does. It goes into the psyche. It mm-hmm, tries to go mm-hmm. into the psyche of, of Michael. Right. And that's, and that's awesome. And there's plenty of people who have speculated about his repressed things and like, like more. What should he be like? Right. You know, like... But I think they are thinking of him more as a mental patient and insane person. Yeah. And he's still I like a human to, being. I like to think of him more of just pure evil. Right, when you're adding the the, the blackest eyes, the, the thorn thing. Well, that's that's a different thing. They're saying how like yeah. the the power of the thorn is making him superhuman. Right, you know, which makes sense it makes for sense. the sixth movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah, how is he doing this? Um, but I still love that just pure evil from the, uh, the first one. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, so we cut to Kara calling the Myers house to see. Um. And she's talking to Beth, and she could see them. Oh, so so she sees them through Tommy's creeper cam. Yes, she so spies she, across. So the she street. calls them, and she's like, "You guys got to get out of there! You guys got to get out of there!" And she and as she's calling them, she sees Michael walk up on on Beth, and he just starts slicing her, and she's like, "Oh no!" And she's like watching it happen. She's watching this the so whole this voyeuristic is, thing again. Right, and it's great. We have this across the street thing. That's what. Halloween should be. It's great. It's like how could they? How could this person watch this from across the street? Oh, cool! Like Paul Rudd's a creep, right, exactly. A voyeuristic camera and he type would be thing. if he went through that stuff in in Halloween one. Right, it's great. Um, Beth gets chapped, um, <laughs> and then as name of a new record, Beth gets chapped. Beth gets, and it's just and the. Uh, uh, the front cover is just like Beth, like walking into Chopped with her thumbs up. Oh, <laughs> sorry, dude. Oh, good pun. <laughs> good pun. Let me keep going before I get uh, I get uh, too ahead of myself here with the jokes. Um, so as Kara sees Beth dying, she then looks down and sees that Danny's walking across the street to the Myers house. She says, what are you What are you doing? No. So she obviously goes after him. Um. She follows him armed with a fire poker because a fire poker is going to do something against Michael Myers. Well, apparently it will. Mm-hmm. She goes upstairs, finds Beth and Tim dead. It's she, not the tool. It's the intention. Right. It's, you know, if you, if you whack a, if she really somebody's means wrist, it, she can use anything. Like her force power. <laughs> okay, so. I was thinking more of a cane. Or like a sickle. Yeah. Or like a uh, hay no, like a cane, like a stick. I know. I, I was kidding. Oh. oh, oh, I see. Not a candy cane. No. Um, where was I? So she like a switch from like a tree. Yeah. 
Never got hit with one of those. Luckily. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, so she pulls away the covers and sees Beth and Tim all bloodied and dead. And then she sees Danny in the next room and uh, goes to him. And Michael follows right after them. He's he's in the room and he like walks and f- follows after them. As Kara's backing away from, from Michael, she's backing down the hall, her mother's body falls out of the attic. And uh, Michael then gets he pu- i think he pulls the uh the axe out of her right oh mm, yes I'm pretty sure he pulls it out of the uh, dead body that that that's yeah yeah I'm yeah not yeah. Sure. He, yeah he, yeah, he, he I does think that he yanks thing. it out so i guess the axe that he uh <clears throat> he killed uh john with was a different axe oh or maybe he went back up there and just stabbed it back in her that doesn't make a lot of sense to me okay so um so Kara's hiding, and Michael can't see her, and apparently he gets hit in the back with the poker, and it sends him down the stairs and knocks him out, and he's just on the floor, knocked out. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. No. I think that is silly. They could have... Uh, this movie's been doing good. You could have done better than that. If he had maybe have just gotten shot right. a bunch of times... Right, yeah. If he just and he's kind of weak. Yeah, that's, I mean he's going strong right now. Exactly. He hasn't. Nothing's happened to him yet. No. And a poker's gonna stop no, no. him. He's oh. on top of the mountain right now. So Kara walks down the st- stairs. She's trying to sneak by Michael. It's a very creepy scene, and he grabs her by the ankle. Of course. And he has the superhuman strength that seems like he's breaking her 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 ankle. So then, what does she do? She hits him in the wrist with this poker, and he he does this thing where he oh, he closes his hand as if it, it got hurt. It's a poker. Poker face. Oh, it's terrible. Totally out of place. Like yeah, I mean, you could have done like yeah. I could see if the poker was red hot. Yeah, or if he she stabbed him with it, or stabbed him with it. But a whack? It's a whack. I would prefer her taking off like. A pair of swords off the 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 the, the wall. That's you know what that's I'm saying. A good idea. Or a, or a couple of hanging axes or something like, you know that dad the the John dude John right? Yeah, he had some shotguns. He had or some something stupid that, stuff like yeah. that, right? Some military type swords or something. Bastard. <laughs> so th- they get away, um, and they go across the street back to to Tommy's, and then we get a great shot. Classic shot of Michael walking across the street again. Wait, how does she get away? He grabs her ankle. Him. She, oh, she hits, hits him. him with the poker, yeah. right? And Sorry. And then they get away and go across right. the street. And then we get this this awesome shot. Throw back to the first one. I'm loving it. Um, they get so Tommy answers the door again, just like in the first one. Yep. Um, Tommy answers the door again, and they realize the baby's gone. And Alumis said nobody knew about. I guess Alumis is with Tommy. I don't know when that happened. I must have missed that. Um, and Loomis said nobody knew about the baby except, and then. Well, because at one point Loomis and him are at the the fair or whatever, right? That's, that's where, where they he, meet. Yeah, that's where they meet. Okay, and then, and then he they brings all, they go back together okay, after he finds it. the the blood dripping from the tree. Right. So, he says nobody knew about the baby except. And then he realizes who who knew, and and we hear the voice, the of the voice man, and then we see uh, the man in black. Dun dun dun. And it's Win. Win. Now Win was in Doctor Hol- Win Halloween one. He is the uh, the guy who's walking outside with a, 
a Dr. Loomis trying to say, like, how did he how did he drive? How do you know how to drive? Right. I don't know, but he's doing no different actor, same character. Good, 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 good. It's good to know. Um, so now it's win. I'm pretty unhappy about that choice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, could have been better, but with five, they're trying to wrap it up. I. Yeah, they're trying to tie up loose ends. Yeah, like who could have win have been? It makes sense that it's somebody. I mean, who who the Men in Black could have been? That somebody that's seen Michael, watched him for years, knows his power. And knows everything about Loomis too. Like right. he is, he knows everything. And it makes me think that maybe he let him out in 1978. Oh. Imagine that. To let him wreak havoc. Yeah. Maybe. To let him. I mean, we still don't know if Loomis was abusing him as a boy. <laughs> Michael Myers. I think that was a joke. I hope that's not true because that'll, that'll, that'll change. That'll change this, <laughs> right? That'll change this entire franchise, and not and not for the better. That's um, true. So we see that the man in black is win, and Mrs. Uh, Miss uh, Blankenship has the baby. Kara tries to get her to help, to help them, but she pulls out a knife and goes, "Hello, dear." A little ridiculous. A little creepy, but um, right. okay. I'm, now she I'm has the, the typical Michael Myers knife. Knife with knife. the baby in her hand. The baby in her hand. And a knife. Steven. So we realize that she's in on it too. Right. And Kara just screams and just doesn't know what to do. So she just jumps out the fucking window. <laughs> jumps out the window. She She's stuck. She just jumps out the window and gets knocked out. So the scene cuts and we see a scene of Tommy and Loomis waking up. And um, they apparently drugged them. So they stole the baby. Yeah. Captain Obvious says it, right? Doesn't Tommy's like, why do we feel like this? I feel like we've been it. drugged. Yeah. And he's like, we were. And he's like, oh. These lines. And cut. <laughs> Paul Stephen Rudd, baby. <laughs> the best. So Loomis says, it's his game. And I know where he wants to play. Mm. So I think he's talking about win, right? So uh, cuts to Kara. Waking up in a prison hospital bed. Yes. Okay. Maximum security ward. Right. So, uh, Loomis and Tommy obviously go to uh, Smith's Grove, where all this is happening. And uh, Loomis uh, goes after Wynn, and Tommy goes to help uh, Kara. And I have written here, pure, uncorrupted, evil, ancient. That's why we did this. So, I'm guessing... Okay, so Loomis finds Wynn, and, and Wynn says, pure, uncorrupted evil, ancient. That's why we did this. And uh, uh, Loomis, who, who has a gun to him, goes, you are a madman. And um, he says, Jamie's baby is a dawn of a new age. Join me. Um, obviously, Loomis won't, so they knock him out. Um, so then it cuts to the scene. This is one of my favorites. So so pretty much once... I'm sorry, I just want to go back a bit. Once Tommy and Loomis get knocked out and they wake up, that's when the two movies split. Mm-hmm. So there's subtle differences for both movies, for the producers and the theatrical. Up until this point, they're completely different movies. Um, the reason that this happened was because the producer's cut was screened um, and the test audience was... All 14-year-old boys. Exactly. And 
some one of them said, I think the quote was, the ending sucked. Yeah. So they rushed the picture back into production, and Don, uh, Donald Pleasant was already dead. Yeah. So they changed this entire ending. So this is one ending. Um, you are a madman. Okay, so Dawn of a New Age, the baby. Um, so we cut. So, so this scene, which is not in the producer's cut, it's a great scene. Um, they say, we're ready for you, Dr. Wynn. And he's in scrubs. Right. Right. Um, and Tommy, at this point, is going after a, a screaming woman he hears in the maximum security ward. He hears a scream. He thinks it's Kara. Um, he thinks he sees Kara. Um, but it's some crazy lady who just pops up, right? And this is a creepy, creepy scene. I'm glad that they added this. Um, and she says, he's come back. And he's very angry. Um, how does it feel to be damned, she says. Uh, Michael has stabbed her, and you could see a hole, a hole in her stomach, and she's pumped about it. She feels blessed that she's right. Been, so she's a creep. Um, Kara is screaming for Tommy. He's trying to get her out of the cell that she's in, um, and Michael pops up out of the room that this crazy lady was in. And the music is sick. So the score for this uh, a theatrical cut is much more 90s. Right. There's a lot of like distorted guitars and squeals Yeah, a little and bit stuff. more grungy. Exactly. I, I like that about this yeah. movie. Some people don't. Well, because, you know. It's not classic. Yeah. I, I get it. It fits this movie. Um, he gets Kara out just in time. He does that like head twitch. Like, right. Uh, right, Paul right, Rudd, right. Like, he tried to be crazy in this movie. He just tried to act crazy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he went for it. Oh, he went He went all the way. Um, he gets Kara out just in time, and they're going through the prison, um, and they lock this door behind them, but Michael gets his hand through and pulls uh, Kara's hair and has her stuck there. Um, and Tommy has to shoot Michael to uh, get away, but he shoots him in the chest with something and I, I i looked up what it was i forgot what it was but it's like it's a a projectile okay gun. like a flare gun something like that okay. yeah so he shot shoots him in his chest and he flies away um see that would have stopped him before not a uh not a poker a poker okay so they'll back to the dr win scene he's getting his scrubs ready right yes he's in like a Operating room performing right. an unknown procedure. And he says to the people in, so Tommy follows people in this, like, the uh, druid outfit. Right. right, they sneak into an adjoining room. Right. So he follows them, and these people walk in to win, and he says, um, okay, uh, you can take off that. Halloween is over. So, you know, saying, oh, this is a joke, you know, this is kind of a joke. You know, it's Halloween's over. But... There was a lot more of that in in the producer's cut, right? Um, and that was one of the things that the test audience didn't like. It was too, you know, tribey or or, or or like whatever it is. So, um, so they're doing some kind of procedure. We never find out what procedure it is. Um, we see the baby and Danny inside too. Danny's like holding the baby, right? Um, so Michael's walking in and he picks up a machete so they have this whole table laid out of like 
Um, yeah. Apparently, it's called a surgical machete. Yeah, because that exists. Because that exists. To just chop off limbs, I guess. Right, right. And it says, I mean, what I'm reading here, it says, Michael, angry at being exploited by Wynn and his staff, walks into the operating room with a surgical machete and murders them all. And that's what happens. Yeah. Um, and we, it's they had to uh, put a strobe light on it because the scene was uh, too gory, and they made Makes them sense. do that for you know to sure rating so it's not NC seventeen or something. Um. So. So now the kids are on the run. So they're on the run, and one doctor gets away from from Michael, and uh, he doesn't make it uh, through the door that they all lock. <clears throat> so he's trying to get. He's trying to help. Help. And Michael catches up to him, and he pushes his head through the grate of the door, oh, smushing it. That was so good. And he pushes him so hard that the door just f- falls down. Is this before or after they see the human fetuses? That's, this, that happens right. right. So they go into this, this next room, and they see this fetus. So what, what that makes me think is that they've been doing tests yes. to try to get more spawn of Michael or bloodline of, of Michael. I really like that scene, so I looked it up. Yes, okay. <clears throat> which is awesome because it says, Kara notices tanks containing human fetuses with a chart of runes and scientific letter codes connected together by the thorn symbol, suggesting that the cult of scientists have been exploiting the evil power of thorn for the benefit of medical science. It is implied that they have been trying to clone pure evil using the desired genes that Michael possessed by impregnating their female patients to replicate Thorn in its most powerful form. Steven is the result of this experiment tested on Jamie. Wow. Okay, so that's what they're trying to do with this one. Yeah. So they're trying to go more in that in that direction. Um, right. There's which no- is kind of Wolverine, right? Um, I think that that's great. Yeah. They're, they're trying to use Michael to create and use Jamie really to create more of of more more Michaels. Right, and there's all these fetuses, meaning they've tried with other right. people, and now they need the bloodline. Right. So I'm just gonna say it now because it's a good time to say it. Actually, no. Let's just wait until we talk about <laughs> the, the producer's cut. Um. So Michael then punches through the door that they're in, and and they all hide. Right. So. He's walking slowly through, and they're all hiding, and Tommy pops out and calls to him. He calls to Michael. He says, you've won. And he offers him the baby. You're like, has Tommy lost it? Like, he's just he's giving up the baby after right. this whole movie. Um, he walks up to him, and he says, he's yours. <laughs> and uh, just as he, as he hands it to him, Michael hears a baby's voice. And Tommy, at that point, inj- stabs him with a bunch of syringes. A, cor- a corrosive liquid. There you go. That's what it is. Great. Okay. That's That makes sense. It's like acid or something like that. Yeah, and beats him into unconsciousness with a lead pipe. Well, that happens soon. So he <laughs> he, he squished, he, you know, he, he pushes it down, in, he yeah. injects it in, um, and Kara starts hitting him with a pipe, right? Michael starts choking her. And she tries to pull his his mask off. Right. But Michael sees Danny and the baby and lets go of her and goes after them. And he can't fit because he's George P. Wilbur. He's not Nick Castle. So he he can't fit into this little crawl space. Right. And Tommy's got the baby and he's freaking out. He's crying. He's crying. Um, and then behind them, 
Tommy injects him with more of that stuff, and now he's getting messed up. And then he literally just, that's when he smashes the shit out of him. With the lead with pipe. With the lead pipe. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Bashing him, and the the way they filmed it, and the cuts, and the music, it, it was effective. Yeah, it was cool. And you even see the, like, green coming out of his eyes. Yes, so, I'm guessing, so weird. Is that the corrosive liquid? Maybe I guess it's coming it's out of his eyes. Out of because his orifices. It, it was green, right? Yeah. When it, like, when it was in. Seems to me like it was green, right? right? corrosive not, not a so that's pretty much the end of of michael right yeah so that's not my favorite end right because then it says dr loomis tommy carol danny and steven are about to escape yeah loomis tells them to go on without him yep because he has a little business to attend to All right and then it cuts back inside to the building and it cuts back inside to the building and we see michael's mask on the floor with the, on the syringe on the lab room yep and we hear Loomis go, no. You hear screams no. of Loomis in the background. You don't right. see him doing it. It's just in the background like an echo. Right. It's so weird. So um, that's pretty much Michael killing Loomis. That's what it was supposed to insinuate. Yeah. Now, this all happened because Loomis, Dr. Pleasance was, I mean, uh, Donald Pleasance was, was, was dead. Yeah, but knowing so they this also. It together. Knowing this also, no, could be Michael killing him. Or he goes in there and Michael's gone. Gone. Yeah. That's what I, when I was a kid, I always thought that it's because he was that's gone. That's always what it is. We, yeah. You kill him, you go look at him, and he's gone. You're like, no. See, yeah, that's classic, like the first that's one. That's classic Michael Myers. That makes me ha- more happy about this ending. I think it's something with the corrosive yeah. liquid and the lead pipe. It's a little unconventional for me. Right. Um, but like they're like stepping up it. their game to try to kill him at least. Right. Uh, that That's cool. It's not that I hate it, it's just not my favorite. Right. And if they made it. They did it in a different way, a little better. It would have been great. But I think they filmed all the extra stuff in like two days or something like that. I'm sure. I'm sure. This movie. So um, so, so that's screen, it. That's the end of the right. movie. So what did you think? I liked After it. After talking about that now. I liked it. You know, like, yeah. I liked it and I didn't even know about the producer's cut. Right. You know? Um, so I remember watching it and I was very surprised. I was like, hey man, I saw it and I actually did like it. I really enjoyed it. Um. It, right. it gave me the nostalgia of original Halloween with, you know, I'm 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 a Gen Xer, you know, mm-hmm. so like the '90s music and like the '90s type style and stuff, it, it made sense to me because I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I looked like, you know, like blah blah blah. It was great. Um, you know, I'm glad they turned it into the Thorn thing, you know, like because because yeah. you start by this point by six movies, you need. An explanation of why this thing is non-stoppable. Right. You know, like... Yes. You got to give me something. And Make need... up the re- most ridiculous shit you want, but you need, you got to give me something. And you need to explain what that whole fifth movie w- was about. Right. So now you're giving me druids and pagans and stuff, and that literally goes right back to three. Which you liked. Which and I, liked. I liked. So yeah. it makes me like this more. So now it kind of brings it all into almost the same universe. Right. You know? And it helps you forget about five. Yes. <laughs> okay, so should we uh, segue into the producer's cut? Is it is there anything that we could say about the theatrical cut that, or should we just wrap that up after um, after we do the producer's cut? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean we're done. We're done with that. I mean, let's yeah. just talk about because we really can't really talk as much as we want about the theatrical cut until we see what they were really trying to do. Right. Because the producer's cut is what the movie really is. It's what. Daniel, uh, excuse me, Daniel Farren's 
wrote or more of what he wrote is the the producer's cut. Now, this is the one that they call Halloween 666. He says that that was never supposed to be. It was just supposed to be Halloween 6. Um, that was apparently referring to the film's original title. The origin? Yeah. There was... I was watching... Um, I had a VHS that I always rented. I can't remember what it was. But I, I rented it so much that I remembered the trailers that were on it. Right. It was also called Mark of, Mark of Thorn. Right. I don't know if that was an actual title, but it could have been a a working title. So, yeah. Right, but right. the trailer, they had a Halloween 6 trailer, and it was Halloween 666, The Origin of Michael Myers. Now, that trailer was released when it was still in producer's cut form. Mm. It was before they went back and they changed the entire movie. So along with that, um, I think Daniel Farrens actually came up with the name The Curse of Michael Myers because he he was joking. He was like, this is movie, this shoot has been horrible. The, right. You've screwed everything up, the stories. This is a curse. <laughs> and Mustafa liked it. He was like, oh, it's great. He was like, oh, no. Yeah, these weird tastes, right? Oh, Mustafa's a weirdo. I mean, also the ways that they describe it some places, like, I feel it's kind of too simplified because I think you have a much deeper, richer background on why this happened because I like the fan art and the total fanboys and, like, total, like, fan fiction people and the artwork because, I mean, you look it up and it'll just say something like, um, you know, uh, The Curse of Michael Myers was a work print of the original film. We know that. It featured almost 70 minutes of alternate unedited footage. Right. Most of its graphically violent shots edited down in post-production to avoid an NC-17 rating, which generally hurts box office totals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. And, th- and we talked about that, right? Because we, we, you said on the alternate versions, we were talking about some kills. You're like, I didn't like it. It didn't make sense. Yeah. All That's... the kills are, are different. So they're basically bleeping the kills. If you think about it, like for the theatrical, yeah, they they well, no, in the producer's cut, right? Yes, you know, um, it. I would think of a bleep as more of an afterthought, right? You're 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 right. The producer's it. cut was first, yes. So they amped it See, up. Nowadays, they, you hear producer's cut, you think they went back and made it the way they wanted it to be. Yes, that's always what it is. Not right. with this one, it nope. doesn't make any sense. But just like Halloween, it's opposite. Right. So let's just do this. So, I'm not going to do, like, you know, the, uh, the entire thing, like, how, how we just did the theatrical cut, because the movie's the same. Right. But I will pick out the differences, and I'll start in the beginning. So, Jamie getting rushed into the delivery room is, is quicker. Um, the scene is, is shot quicker. I like the way that they did it more in the theatrical. Okay. Epic. You're Scary. right. You're right. Yeah. Um, the font for the, the original Halloween logo is even different apparently i read i don't remember if i like it more or whatever it doesn't matter it's a font we'd have to like a b it but so the the big uh difference in the beginning is the voiceover is loomis not not tommy so right so this is the beginning where we start to see how much the director cut loomis out of the movie and he's a piece of shit for this because it was donald pleasant's last movie but um, he said that he, he was boring, and he, he wanted him out. 
doesn't make any sense. He no. is the franchise. Yeah, totally. You have to give Michael Myers the respect. comes with Loomis. Yeah, they are one in the same. There's three main characters. There's Michael Myers, there's Laurie Strode, and there's Doctor Loomis, dude. Um, so the font, the dialogues. So, so now it's uh, Loomis, and uh, we get an extended scene where Loomis is talking to Win, and we get more about uh, their relationship. And um, he talks about his skin grafting. So now we, it, it was weird in the theatrical cut. It didn't make any sense their relationship, why he was asking him to come back, all this stuff. That's the whole thing. The producers cut, they, it wasn't as good in some ways, but it definitely made way more sense. You weren't scratching your head at all. You're like. The only times you were upset were like, oh, they chose to do that? Yeah. Okay. But it wasn't like, whoa, what, what, what's going on? Totally. So the biggest change before the end of the movie is, um, is Jamie doesn't die in the barn, which is a great kill. Um, her kill is just as, as pointless, but they um, – so instead of getting thrown on the corn – thresher she just gets stabbed well she first gets stabbed okay and then they she doesn't die and they put her in the hospital and she's in a coma and yes. she's coma um but she falls down she gets stabbed in the barn first and she falls down and she has a a flashback dream because it, like they put in her coma, or right? Whatever, she's, right? She's kidnapped by Doctor Wynn. right? So uh, she has a a flashback of her getting impregnated by Michael. So right, that's so the direction movies, that they went in. Yeah, both movies it it happened, right? Mm-hmm. She had the baby somehow, but in this one they're insinuating more Michael did it, a little incest, which I don't like at all. No, that's that's. Uh, um, and in the theatrical, they took that out because they know it's ridiculous, and they did more of the experimentation with the that was that was cooler. Um, but at some point, we also get a um, a scene where, all right, so you just said that. So Wynn is uh, kidnapping her after five, right? And we get a shot of two guys having uh, Michael Myers, you know, one arm in in. Like on each right. guy, and they're just dragging him into yeah. the back of the van. Right. And it just looks so silly. There's a lot of silly parts in the producer's cut and cheesy things. They cleaned it up with the theatrical cut. The only thing is it doesn't make a lot of sense, and the ending I might not like as much. You know? Right, right, right. Um, but he also looks just like he looks in this movie. He doesn't look like he did at the end of Five because they filmed it now, obvious. Right. Um, so... She is in a coma, and she's in the hospital. In the hospital. And um, we get a shot of the a man in black. He comes into her, her hospital room, puts a gun with a silencer right up to her head, and says, your job is done here. Your job is done here, Jamie. And just shoots her in the head. So it's almost better to have her go out early on in that gory way yeah. than have her half dead and then shot in a coma. Shot in a, that's so much worse. Cop out. Um, and it would have been much worse, again, if it was Daniel Harris. Um, another change is the taunting of Danny by the man in black. 
it happens a lot more. The the voice, um, you really see him grooming him, you know, to become uh, the next pure evil. He's in Michael Myers' old old bedroom. It's awesome. Um, also, when Danny holds the knife to uh, John's uh, belly. Right. It's because the man in black the told voice. him to do He's it. He's listening to the voices. He's listening to the voices. She, That's she, cool. The, the babysitter lady mentions that, right? Like, he hears, he hears the, the voices. Voice. Well, he hears the voice the, in... The voice. You're right. The voice. In the theatrical cut, he hears it a, a, a few times, but in the producer's cut, it's much more. And the scenes where it does happen like is much more longer. Like guiding, almost exactly. like... Exactly. Get up. Yep. Walk over. Stab him. Yeah. Sit down. Exactly. Um... So then we also see that uh, – so when Tommy tells Kara about Thorne, he explains it all. So he gives more and more detail um, about – Total the, background. Exactly. The druids of the constellation. Um, and the main thing is um, he's saying that the druids can control the stars. So they can use, you know, uh, what's it called? Stonehenge? No, like um, they can do a ritual, rituals, yeah, rituals and yes, spells, right? So, yes, so yes, they yes, yes. they do that to change the the constellations so the, the thorn appears. So Michael has it kind his of power. Activates Michael, right? And um, they say that it happened um, in sixty three because Tommy's been following the constellation and he's found out when it's been up. And he said it happens in sixty three, seventy eight. 88 and 89. So and what now was 63? 63 was when Michael killed his first sister. Oh, right. In the beginning so of 63, Halloween. 78. And then he came, he came, he woke back up in 78, fell asleep because one and two happened in 78. 88 is four. And then he says, and then one year later, it happens again in 89 because of five. And now it's happening again. So he knows that that Michael's coming. That's cool. I yeah. don't know how much I like that, but they it's, tie up it's good all for this the one. movies here, though. He just wrangled them all and yeah. just tied them up, which is fine. Which is what it some people want. Some closure. Yeah, and for this to end the Thorn trilogy, that's that's awesome. Good, do that. And I like that it's called the Thorn trilogy. Yeah, it's cool. It gives, and that's when uh, before we got into this, I was saying that these three are are my favorite um, part of the franchise because all my other favorite parts of the franchise are single films. These are grouped uh, together and they go the farthest into this realm. And I think it's interesting. It's cool to have it as a, a big picture thing. Um, so John's death is obviously gorier. We uh, talked about that. Every kill in the producer's cut seems off to me. We, we, we talked about that and at a, and like out of place. Right. Which we uh, talked about how it said in the ratings. Right. Um, the, the little girl saying, Mommy, it's raining red. She, she, she actually sings it in the producer's cut. Slight, slight difference. It's raining red. I don't know what. Interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Just a, a different take. I don't. They used. They, right. They must have just used it. They probably a had to do it like 10 different ways. And, and they didn't, like, uh, they didn't refilm that. They yeah. just used a different take. Maybe that was a little too Nightmare on Elm Street. The song, One, you're right. Two, Freddy's coming for. Wow, good you, call. You know? That that's probably definitely why. Um, so I have here. Once we find out that Win is the, the on the Man in Black, the producer's cut totally goes off and cre- becomes a, a different movie. So, 
Uh, Kara gets kidnapped, right? And taken to Smith's Grove. Loomis and Tommy follow. That's the same. Uh, Tommy splits up to to uh, find Kara. Uh, Loomis goes after Wynn. Um, so when Tommy saves Kara and they all meet up again at the end of the movie, um, all of that was reshot except the Loomis scenes. So, um, so I guess we like, we already like talked about that. So Kara and the kids, here we go. Kara and the kids are trying to escape, um, the locked door. And do you remember a Loomis just shows up out of nowhere and shoots the yeah. uh, he's the, just like uh, get out of the way. Yeah, it's like where back, back, where back. have you been? How do you know they're there doing that? That's because But Loomis is here now. Yeah. And everything's so all right. That's because that's all they had that they could yeah. piece in. Yeah. So it it makes no sense in the in the theatrical cut, but it did it did make sense. Um so I just had a thought. Yeah. No, keep going. Okay. Why? It, we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. So, <clears throat> when Loomis is confronting Wynn, all of Loomis's uh, dialogue makes no sense in the theatrical uh, the theatrical version because they changed Wynn's lines. Um, he had to make them so they kept uh, Loomis's lines the same, right? And they changed Wynn's so they had to because he could do it, right? So it's and it sounds like he's not even paying attention to Wynn, right? And it's not his fault because it's it's so. So, um, kind of butchered a little together there. Yeah. The operating room scene and, and the whole ending where Michael gets, uh, pummeled is, is gone. This is the ending of the producer's cut. So Michael's going after them, right? Um, so he's coming down the hallway and instead of what we see, Tommy puts these rocks in a circle. He's got the rocks with the um, symbols on them. The symbol, the alphabet, yeah. Right. So. And he's looking at spells. And he on cuts. His computer. He cuts his hand open. Blood. And wipes it on the ground. Um, and just as he he uh, does that, Michael like chokes him, and he's he's gotten him, and Tommy can just squeeze out Samhain, and Michael drops him. And Michael's frozen, and frozen. He's, he's in a trance. Yes. He's done. He's in that circle of rocks. Yep. Um, or the circle of life. So then, that's it. <laughs> that's how they ended that movie up until the very ending. But so, Tommy leaves. They're all saved. He walks outside, and he says, the power of the rune stopped him. <laughs> and then he walks Classic Rudd. to the car. <laughs> it's his first movie. And they leave, and he says something to uh, Loomis, like, "You sure you don't want to come with us?" Right. He's like, "No, and I Loomis got is, to do. I have some something to take care of." Unfinished business, I think he says, or something. So uh, Loomis goes back back in and finds Michael's now on the floor in the circle of of rune rocks, um, and he's like, "It's over, Michael. It's over," and he takes off his his mask, and it's Win. Dr. Wynn, wearing um, the coveralls and the mask. And he's like, oh, where's Michael? And Loomis is like, what do you mean? Why are you asking me? Like, you should know where Michael is. You're the bad guy. And he, he looks at Loomis and he says, it's your game now. And Loomis looks at his, his wrist and as he sees the, the tattoo of the thorn being 
like burnt into his arm out of out of thin air just happening and he screams and that's where you get the the scream at the end of the theatrical cut they just took the scream right so that's what he was actually screaming about right because that's indicating that now he's michael's he's has to look after look after michael i mean i like that i I love it it's great and it then cuts to a scene the end of the movie is a shot of michael myers walking away in the man in black's outfit yes so now michael's the man in black loomis is the uh captor and i don't know if captor's the right word the uh person who looks after michael whatever um and his keeper the new Michael is going to be one of the babies, either Stephen or, uh, what's his name? Danny. Yeah. So basically, Michael Myers walks away from this? Yeah. He walks away from this. Scott free. Scott free. Full pardon. And um, <laughs> and so apparently, so he was going to be, the, for the next one, he was going to be the, the new man in black. Loomis was going to be the new win. Um, and Tommy was going to be the new Loomis. So they were grooming Tommy to become the new Loomis, right? For right, for future right. installments, um, and that's it. And that's how. So Tommy Paul Rudd. Yes. So I like how that one ended, except for the runes stopping him thing. <laughs> yeah, it was the power of the runes. Yeah, maybe that's what I don't like about it. But it's it gets made it gets made better, <laughs> gets made better by the. Uh, Surprise ending, you know, the, the the twist. Right. Um. But, again, I would like the, the theatrical cut ending more if it wasn't so confusing and, like, weird, you know? Yeah, I almost feel like, and I'm not going to do this, but, I mean, I almost feel like I should, like, watch theatrical, watch producers, watch theatrical, watch producers to really get it ingrained on what's different. That's what I did. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't rewatch the uh, producer's cut because right. I had just watched like uh, I just read like about it, so I thought that I knew. But I did go back and <clears throat> read a whole like article, and I also have um, this article that um, Daniel Farrens did. If you want to oh. know about um, what it was going to be, what Halloween, what the ending of Halloween Six means, what they were going to do seven and eight. So let me just find that here. Okay, here we go. I got it. Okay, so let's. It starts. I have these as screen shots <laughs> from, from the internet. So just bear with me here. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to read them. So it starts off. This is, this is amazing. He's talking about um, the novelization of, of Halloween, the first one. Look. That, no, that novelization was fantastic. It had an entire backstory that unless you've read it, you don't really know about Michael's great-grandfather and how he had murdered someone at the town's fair or the dance and how this had all started thousands of years ago in this druid sacrifice. Ready? I love it. I awesome. love it. Awesome. Excuse me. In the novel, there was this deformed boy who was obsessed with the most beautiful girl in the tribe. And he murdered her and her lover. And the villagers literally tore this kid apart limb by limb and sacrificed his remains. And the druid priest cursed his spirit, saying it would roam the earth forever. 
that was the origin of Michael Myers in the novelization. We didn't go into that, but there's great mythology in there. That's another version that could still be done. So the spirit that is in Michael Myers comes from this man or, or this boy, this deformed boy who was obsessed with this girl. He murdered her and and her lover because he was like like yeah, messed up, almost like an elephant boy type thing too. Yeah, you know? and they <clears throat> and they they tore him apart and they did this sacrifice with him, and that his spirit would roam. The was earth it on forever. Halloween? Was yeah. it on Samhain? I'm sure. Now that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's a great backstory. I'm in. I love it. As one, like you know, thought it doesn't have to be the end all be all. Like I still like the the first it, one just start. being yeah. just being a crazy guy. I, I'm fine with that. So the question the this interviewer e I don't know asked him is um where would the story have gone in your Halloween seven? You were going to find out that more more of the town of Haddonfield was involved and it was a much bigger conspiracy. Okay. So the whole town's in on it. Huh. Um it would have played more like the Wicker Man. Okay. I've never seen that Not movie. Not so familiar, but but we should see it. It's a reference. Um in my seven, it picked up very much like Halloween two, immediately after with sirens coming. Um all the killings in six, because Tommy was seen as this obsessed Michael Myers fanatic, they would have blamed him all for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um and then it's just like, you know, whole burn the witch. Yeah. Wicker man thing. Yeah. Um they said they said he did it, that he was a copycat killer. So he's being hunted. At the same time, Michael is still out there. So he's trying to stop him, and more victims are piling up. So as more victims pile up, they think it's Tommy, but Tommy's on the run while trying to kill Michael still. Okay. It was kind of a race back to Haddonfield. So it didn't take place in Haddonfield. The story took place between Smith's Grove and Haddonfield. So they left Smith's Grove, and the whole movie they're getting back to Haddonfield. That's cool. Um, kind of like. Kind of a La the Hitcher. I don't know what that is. <laughs> He's like, it was a road movie. Um, then we got back to Haddonfield. We, we realized, oh my God, they're all in on it. This is the biggest conspiracy ever. This little American town has been infected by this, and their fears of Michael has brought him back to life and caused them to kind of worship him in a way. So like the original idea for, for four, right? Yeah. Carpenter's original plan the whole story was michael versus tommy and how's tommy going to get out of this um would michael have stayed in the man in black outfit or eventually get his mask back of course he would have gotten his mask back um you can't have him dressed in that thing for long you know halloween 4 where he's wearing that weird thing on his face in the mechanic's garage at one point michael was going to find the mask yes the script was never written so i don't know to what point that would have happened, but I'm sure we would have found some magic shop where it was in the window or whatever. That's when he was in the bandages. Yeah. The, I love the bandages. I love it. Yeah. And it, it's it's great. Um, that mask is synonymous with Michael Myers as the black helmet is Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, nice. So you can't change the character, but I thought it was a fun idea, and he switched costumes with a, a Dr. Wynn. I think yeah. that's that's all I have. Dude, that's great. That's cool, right? That's awesome. Yeah, man. So let's I mean, let's just do this. If you had to watch one for the rest of your life. Now that you know about both, but you had to watch one for the rest of your life. The theatrical or the producer's cut? You know what? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say with confidence the theatrical. Me too. Yeah, because yeah. you know what the ending is the most John Carpenter out of all the sequels. All all the movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's a scream, and you don't know why. Is yeah. he gone or is he dead, or is Loomis dead? Right. You don't know, and that's the whole thing. And it leaves more up to the imagination the entire movie, yeah. which I like about that's that's awesome. Um, but I, I would pick the other theatrical cut too. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that I've seen the producer's cut. Things make a lot more sense now. It's great, but I'll still I think that they made some good choices. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Do you remember what you're gonna say before? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's about the new one. Okay, so do you want to do that now? Because I mean, since we're since we we're, haven't talked about it well, in, since five. So. Yeah, like I guess we gotta start wrapping it up. I mean, this has been like a colossal set. Bro. Yeah, yeah, like. And we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. We totally knew it was going to happen, which is great. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about it. What we'll do, actually, is with that, we'll do, like, a little separate sideshow. Okay. And we'll get together some, like, all the new stuff together. Right. And uh, we'll do that together, like, a quickie, like, 15-minute one. We could do it before. Throw up some images. A, a before the next. Yeah, yeah. Before H2O, baby. Exactly. We can do that. So, we, yeah. But, but. But we can still reference the new one where I was thinking, like, okay, what if this new one? Yeah, because now this this six is has right. gotten like, you thinking. Like I remember we said, what are they gonna do about Loomis? Right. Now there could be two things that can happen with Loomis. They can try to do the CGI on the face thing and have another actor play him for right. like maybe as, some as old, maybe as older Loomis because he's gonna oh, be really right. old. It's forty years later. Yeah, he's he wouldn't have lasted. And we haven't seen Paul Rudd cast. Oh, that'd be cool. Right, but like right. how you were saying, they were trying to make him the new Loomis. Right, he could be the new Loomis. That's that would be great. Now, this makes me think of um, the original script for ha- Halloween Returns. What right. this new movie was going to be before they changed it completely, and Danny McBride um, picked it up. So, we had this new psychiatrist, uh, Robbins, or I, I don't know what his name was, but he his character replaced. Right. So since the so it's ten years after the events of <clears throat> of one. So Loomis, he doesn't want to deal with it anymore. So he's he's gone apparently. Like he's not in right. the, in the movie. But we have this new psychiatrist, and the last scene of this script is he's talking to somebody like Michael's been captured again. I think that's how it ends. He's talking to or or he's he's escaped. He's he's gone. He's not there. He's talking t- to somebody, trying to talk about his evil and his stress about it and everything. And the camera turns, and the person turns around, and it's Doctor Loomis. But it's Loomis played by Gary Oldman. They had it written mm. in the script. We want Loomis to be Gary right. Oldman, so they recast him. Uh, but they waited the whole movie to have his character Reveal and hopefully that. have him in yeah. sequels. Yeah. Um. I just think he's not going to be in the movie. They will mention him. But I don't think he's 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 gonna right. be in it. I'm sure. I'm sure Jimmy Lee Curtis will mention Loomis. Absolutely. Yeah, they're gonna have to do something because we need that. to know what what happened to him. Oof, that was a good one, dude. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be one to remember. I mean, like this is gonna be like a two hour a two hour set, brah. Wow. Okay. Um. Well, I it mean, is two movies. Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, that went quick though. For that me, did at go least. quick. Um, John, Gabe, thanks for being here with me on another episode thanks of for the Headline Show, man. Like this was a definitely good headline gig tonight. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to H2O. You hit all the right notes. You had some good solos. Nice. You know, beep, 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 two beep, hour beep. set. We just went right <laughs> through that. We went through a whole a whole story. You know, both Halloween sixes. <laughs> story and a half. Right. I mean, I might as well make these references since we call it the headline show. Absolutely. Zero DB podcast. And that's what it's about, baby. It's all about the audio. <laughs> um, are you getting into, into anything fun? Like uh, any gigs, playing anywhere? or? I'm working on some, some new some new music projects, after, actually. Right. Three, okay. three different ones. Ooh. Talk about getting in there slowly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> three, three new projects, so... Um, I'm really excited about it. It's in the uh, the the infant phases, but it'll be a a new part of my life. Nice, a new start. So I'm nice. pumped. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for asking, though. No problem. That's it's pretty good cool. To know like what we're doing and stuff. You know, yeah. it's always fun. Um, we're gonna have a couple of unannounced episodes that we will be interjecting into our natural order of things. Cool. Um, we're gonna have a special episode that we're talking about with updates on the new Halloween. Right. That we can get our, our shit together and like absolutely dork out on it. Yeah. Um, that'll be a quickie show where we have some fun looking at like the images, Instagram stuff, the Instagram and Twitter feeds. It's so much fun to just look at that stuff and we can just talk about it. It just it, you seems know? like it's going to be good, man. Oh, that'll be fun. Um, we're also going to have a special episode where I'm telling you right now that uh, I don't know how we'll do it, but I definitely want a reaction because we're going to see um, one of my favorite films of all time on the big screen. And at the same time, it's going to be John's first time ever seeing this John Carpenter favorite. So... I don't know if I want to do like a reaction and like in the car afterwards, or like we'll just do like a separate episode somehow. I'm but down for either. Yeah, yeah that sounds gonna like figure, a great idea. We're going to figure something out just to do something fun about that because yeah. it's it's going to be it's going to be monumental. I'm I'm looking forward to it. You psyched? It's, it's Monday, right? Yeah. A Monday the what? Uh, March. Monday? It's in March or it's not it's this in... Monday, right? I have it in my calendar. Yeah, it's so, in our so calendar. We're good. So we don't need to talk about that. Yes. Um, guys, I'm your host, Gabe and Yell. You can reach me at 0db23 on Twitter and at 0db Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to comment and ask questions, please. Um, go to 0dbpodcast.com. I have like all the YouTube links up now, all the podcast links up now, all the episodes going back down to Halloween, our first episode. It's a lot easier to, to hear and see everything now. Um, you can find all our social media links there. All that fun stuff. Um, thanks for listening and definitely remember you can listen to these podcasts on Apple podcast, Stitcher, Podomatic, and now you can watch stuff on YouTube where, you know, you're not going to see our ugly mugs for these episodes for now at least. Yeah. 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 But like, I try to put up some cool pics of like movie posters and like weird scene stuff and like whatever I can find online basically and just throw it up there. Um, some of the other shows I've been getting into the camera thing, trying, right. Looking stupid and stuff, but like, but doing it. But doing it, you, you can't do it unless you do it. Exactly. Right? Um, and that's it. I mean, uh, don't forget to subscribe, and please feel free to reach out, and we'd love to hear from you all. So uh, thanks again, and see you next time. Thanks, John. Thanks, Gabe. And we'll see you guys next time. For H2O, or maybe the episode before that, because we're going to do, some, we're going to talk about oh, the new yeah. one, right? Some new fun stuff. So we'll see you in that one. We'll see what happens. All right. Later, guys.
If you like what you just heard and saw, don't forget to subscribe. Also, check us out at zerotbpodcast.com. Thanks.